Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We just did our first head-to-head points mock draft of the offseason. Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Thursday, December 16th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White. And let's jump right into the draft. Some of our biggest takeaways here. And Scott, so far in the offseason, we've said that Pitching is deeper than it has been in recent years. However, we were both still really aggressive on starting pitchers in this draft. We each took three within our first four picks. So what do you think? Why did why are we still being so aggressive here on starting pitchers? Well, I think my approach to head-to-head points versus Roto might be more different than ever this year because there is still the matter in, in head-to-head points leagues of uh, really other head-to-head leagues too, not necessarily just points, where your your lineup is only nine hitters deep as opposed to 14 deep in a roto league. So you don't go as deep into the hitting pool. Plus, you're not having to balance categories, so you don't have to be uh, as particular about the kind of hitter you draft. It's just production is production. So, uh, you know, you, you just you just have a lot more options for those hitter spots. Uh, so I, I do think we shouldn't approach pitching in this format quite like we did last year. Uh, because the 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 middle class of pitcher is deeper, the high end isn't as high end, and because the the deadened ball created more disparity within the hitter ranks, so that there's more separation there. You can actually run out of good hitters about halfway through a head dead points league draft, but you do have to find that right balance, uh, and and which means not going particularly heavy after hitters or pitchers, uh, just kind of finding the right mix. All right, so I mentioned you took three with your first four picks. We both took uh, four starting pitchers in our first seven picks. You wound up with Bieber, Julio Arias, Chris Sale, Frankie Montas. I had Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Logan Webb, and Joe Musgrove. Obviously, both pitching staffs look pretty damn good. Uh, The only hitter that I took within my first four picks was Shohei Otani. I took him in the second round after I took Garrett Cole in the first round, and I think he should still be awesome, but... Kind of makes. I kind of felt like I was weak at other pitching uh, positions throughout the draft. So, what do you think, Scott, about drafting Shohei Otani, who's a utility only bat, specifically yeah. in this format? Well, it'd be an obvious first rounder in Roto, where you're looking for steals, but also you have more hitter spots to fill, as I said earlier. So, there, there's not the concern of you blocking your utility spot early. And and the issue with that, it, you know, it's great to have a good hitter there, no matter who it is. But because these lineups are so small. Those deep positions are, you're going to see some players slip to really late in the draft. Like I got Willie Adamas in my utility spot for, uh, I think, at round 13, who, you know, is a starting caliber shortstop. Just nobody had room to play him at shortstop because the lineups are so small. So you're missing out on some opportunities, some value opportunities late in the draft by filling your utility spot that early. I don't think it was wrong to take Otani where you did. It was one spot earlier than I had him ranked. But, um, it's not It's not the ideal build for this format. All right. We both wound up with pretty weak outfields. So one takeaway I had here, Scott, maybe the position is not as deep as it has been in years past. Outfield. 
other than third base, and, and let's leave catcher out of it too, because catcher is kind of its own world. Other than third base, I would say outfield depletes the quickest of all the positions. But I never mind being weak in the outfield, particularly in a three outfielder league, because just so many players play the outfield, obviously three for every team, uh, that there are always there are always emerging options over the course of the season. There's There's going to be choices on the waiver wire where maybe there won't be at some of the infield spots just because there's aren't aren't as many opportunities for players to emerge. So it's it's unlikely the outfield you begin the year with is going to be the outfield you end the year with. And if you invest too much in the outfield, it, it kind of robs you of the ability to take advantage of that uh that inefficiency, I guess you would call it. Where if you don't invest much in the outfield, you know, you're going to take a bigger swing on the waiver wire when some of those guys start to emerge and and you could end up making up ground at that position because of it. Yeah, real quick, Scott, 30 seconds or less. You mentioned outfield. We know third base is also quite uh, shallow this upcoming season. I lucked out with Anthony Rendon in round 10. You just missed and you drafted you all Moncada. What do you think about this third base position? Yeah, I think Anthony Rendon was right before the drop-off. You know, obviously we're hoping for good health from Rendon, and if he doesn't have it, it's going to be an issue there. But in terms of what I expect a hitter to be, if he is healthy, Rendon was the drop-off. So I had to settle for Moncada in round 17, Chapman in round 19, basically just took the best of whatever was left at the position once Rendon was gone. And look, both have been high in fantasy options in the past. I hope one or the other rebounds and I'll be fine at that position, but that's the position I feel worst about going into the season. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Tuesday morning. Bye-bye.